right, everybody, welcome back to Modern Running. I'm here with Jordan, um, and this is episode, what is it, four now? I think it's four. Yeah, That's I believe so. We're like a month in. Oh, yeah, four weeks. Wow. Happy, happy little anniversary, buddy. Yeah, one month anniversary. Went by really fast. We should, we should post like one month of us hugging each other we on should. Instagram. We should. We got we to gotta figure out. We could do something on YouTube with a, a little compilation of yeah. little fun stuff from our past four episodes. Yeah, since someone, uh, our editor's been slacking. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't who know who that would be. Who's in charge of all that YouTube <laughs> stuff? But but yeah, they've been uh, they've been slacking quite a bit. Well, <laughs> thanks for all the support for the past month. We've really enjoyed doing this. I know I say this a lot, yes. but we've had a lot of fun, um, and we couldn't do it without you guys. So thanks for all the support. Uh, we hope you're enjoying it just as much as we are. But how was your week? It was. Uh, it was. Dry. Well, I I shouldn't say dry. It rained just about every day. <laughs> we had thunderstorms the past like four days, every single day. Really? But uh, non weather wise, it was dry. Nothing. Nothing really happened. Just um, kind of existed. Yes- yeah. Yesterday was my girlfriend's graduation, and oh. you know how like sporting events, you can't go outside like twenty minutes after a thunderstorm or something. Right. No, they did the graduation during the thunderstorm outside. And so, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cedar Crest, which is a school by our high school, we went to her cousin's graduation party the night before. And the way they did their graduation was like recorded. They went in groups of 20, like inside their auditorium to do almost a normal looking graduation to the live stream. And so, our school did nothing like that. They, when outside in the stadium, which we have like a paved path going around the football field, mm-hmm. and they drove in cars. And when they got to like the 50 yard line on the one side, the graduates would get out, get their diploma, and then walk across the field as their parents drive the car around and pick them up. That's and doing that through a thunderstorm oh, was, yes, was a little muddy. Yes, very much not adequate. And then That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was being live streamed. And for probably about 50 people, there was no audio. So you like, you had no clue who was going up, anything like that. Oh. And then, yeah. So they had all the cars parked on a hill before they went in. And then they had a big screen up, like with the live stream so everyone could watch. Mm-hmm. And that screen went off after two people oh. and didn't come back on. So it, it was, it was a mess. Did not go but, over well. Yeah. I'm interested to see how my brother's goes. He's graduating this year and they're doing Ooh. like you have an appointment time. So it's like a span of three or four days and you have an appointment time and you show up up to 10 minutes early. Mm-hmm. You go inside to the gym. They get you all prepped and ready. And then at the exact time that your appointment starts, you walk down our auditorium like we have like five rows in between seats and stuff so -hmm. you walk down it they call your name like a regular graduation you walk across the stage it's recorded and you can have up to four family members i think in the auditorium Uh, oh at the same time yeah so it's like just your family so you go um you get your diploma you shake hands you get your picture taken then you leave and so they're going to take clips from all of the people walking and make a giant thing but the worst part about graduation is watching everybody else walk i feel like like mm-hmm. as awesome as it is for like everybody to be there 
you're only there for the one person that you're yeah. there for. Yeah. So it's like, nobody's going to watch that video to like, mm-hmm. they already saw their kid, unless, you know, it's a grandpa yeah. that couldn't make it or something like that. Then I can see it, but yeah, like I'm going to go to nothing that. to draw people to watch it. Then. Right. Right. I'm going to go into that auditorium and oh. scream. I'm going to be so loud. <laughs> I expect you to be. I am going to go crazy. So is um, it just like one person and one family in the auditorium at the same time? Or is it like maybe five or 10 students with family? Oh, it's just one person with one family. Just one. Wow. That's going to take a long time. Yes. It's like over a period of like four days. How many people are graduating in his class? I think he's 400 something. Oh my gosh. That's going to take a very long time. Yeah. Because even like one after another after another takes like mm-hmm. three hours. Yeah. We had ish. we had 375 people, I think, in my class. And hearing everybody's speech and then the principal, the vice principal's speech. And then, yeah. oh my gosh, calling everybody. And then you have to listen because at a certain name, your row has to stand up all in unison. Yep. Oh my gosh, it was the biggest load of crap. So was, like, was your graduation inside or outside? Yeah, it was inside. It was at our um at this college named McDaniel, kind of up the road. Uh it's in okay. Westminster. Okay. Yeah, ours was outside, but we only had one sixty something students in our class. Oh but like if God. it's like really hot and humid, even that gets Oh, I'm sure being outside would that was the nice yeah. thing about being inside is it was in the air conditioning. But yep. It but luckily it was on a nice day. Yeah. That is good. It was crazy to see that many people in the auditorium at one time. Yeah. It was. How do they even? How many family members could you fit? You get tickets for. I think you get six tickets per person. Um, wow. Not everybody uses all six. Some people use more than six because you yeah. like. If somebody doesn't use six, then what they'll do is they'll sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a little black market going on. Yeah, we um, had that too. But but yeah, it was insane because you'd have like you know, the students in their own section that are graduating. Then you have families all the way back, all the way out to the side. Um, you guys at, must have had a big auditorium. It was the, uh, it was a gym oh, at the, the college. The college. Yeah. Gotcha. So was, yeah, I forgot about that. Completely, like, they put special flooring down. They brought in a whole stage. It was insane. Wow. wow. Y'all for a high school graduation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a big high school graduation compared to like my standards. That's what the thing I've never understood that about like, I guess Pennsylvania is just so big. So they cut it up really small. But Mm -hmm. like for Maryland, that's pretty standard. I would say like, I mean, we were in 3A, which is like, it goes 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. So Mm -hmm. for sports, we were in 3A. So we were third in size. The That is distinctive like based off of how big your school is in total population mm-hmm. um so i knew what schools that were like 1a 2a had you know 150 kids in a graduating class but like yeah all the schools that i was exposed to and raced against for the most part were like 300 kids per class i even raced against some cool one school i think had 500 kids per class i was talking to one of the kids there it's insane and yeah. i was like we're such a small state like you don't think about it like that but yeah but you guys just have a lot more schools than we do. Mm-hmm. You know that whole like 1A, 2A, 3A thing? Yeah. So this is like a topic that I could go on and on about because it just angers me so much. Because like cross country, I have all these like medals and accolades and everything. Mm-hmm. Track, nothing. I never really? qualify for districts. And track? it's like cross country, 
we have one A, two A, three A, and we're double A. Mm-hmm. Track, we only have two A, three A, and we're three A. Uh, but we're literally mm-hmm. the smallest three A school. Like, do you know McCaskey? Do, oh, they, they're just ginormous, and they're in our district. I think their graduating yeah. classes are close to okay this is definitely gonna be a wrong number but like close to 800 or upwards yeah but they're huge that's insane and we're in the same thing as them oh god yeah track is hard because it's like it doesn't matter what like division if you will you're in but like i feel like you get one fast kid it doesn't matter how big your school is you get one fast kid and he throws off the qualification times for like just years we've had i my freshman year there was a kid who graduated and went to the university of virginia uh my sophomore year a kid graduated went somewhere d1 my junior year there was a sophomore who was like winning everything Mm -hmm. um like ridiculous times like 930s as a sophomore in high school this this is stupid yeah i'm not saying get rid of the competition so i do well (laughs) but holy crap this sucks um, and they just spike the qualifying time. Yeah, exactly. It just drops so fast for them. Do you know the uh, the Affolder brothers? No. Oh, they know Affolder. Hey, that went me. to Syracuse, and now he's at Oregon. Oh wow! And he Holy. graduated at the same time as Nathan Henderson, who okay. also got a full ride to Syracuse. Wow! And they were both in their district. And then his little brother Sam. His junior year, I want to say, he broke nine. No. He broke eight in the two-mile. Oh, my geez. Either his junior or senior, he broke eight. That's ridiculous. But he, he moved by the time he did that. Like, he was no longer in our district. Oh, my God. What but, like, our, our district just spawns some some really crazy people. Like you? Mm, I was, I was <laughs> pretty far back. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. That is true. You're only given what you're given. Yep. But I'm sorry it was a dry week. That's kind of, that was a really big tangent based off that. But sorry, yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was. it went from graduation <laughs> to the districts and <laughs> dry yeah. weeks are the worst because it's so hard to like stay focused with it mm-hmm. for that long, especially yeah. like, and then you roll into the next week. You're like, man, is this week going to be the same? And then Mm -hmm. if you string a couple of them together, it can get really difficult. Yep. And it wasn't even like slow and boring. Like I feel like it went super fast. I feel like every single week's going super fast. But it was just I did nothing. Like I I ran. I either watched Avatar, the Airbender on Netflix. I started watching that. Um I've never seen it before. And I really you didn't watch it growing up? Nope. Oh, one of my all-time top 10 favorite shows. It's it's so good. I and growing it. up, I never understood like the idea behind a storyline. Like I would right, just right. watch it to watch it. Like I didn't know it had a right. storyline. It was just cool to watch watch this yeah. Airbender thing. Exactly. So now to like actually watch the storyline, it gives a completely different perspective on it. No, I agree 100%. Yep. Um, but yeah, but yeah that's, that's about it. That's how did uh how did yours go? It was good. It was dry as well. Um, actually, both in the literal sense and... <laughs> you um, guys didn't have the thunderstorms that we did? No, we were supposed to. Like, 
when did you guys get them? Wednesday, Thursday, right now? Uh, your Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, Thursday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and today was just cloudy. It's raining right now. Gotcha. We actually had a tornado warning yesterday, oh. like an hour before graduation. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, terrible yeah, weather. We've had, we've had, we were supposed to have thunderstorms like really bad Wednesday. And then it was bright and sunny. And I kid you not, 93 degrees. And Ooh, your human? boy made the bright decision of running when it was about 93 degrees outside. Oh, did you run right in the middle of the day? Yes, at like three thirty, four o'clock. Because I thought it was going to thunderstorm oh. later. Because the weather said it's going to like really bad thunderstorms. So I was like, well, it's now or never. And it's not going to be never. So I have to go out when it's 93 out. So I ran eight miles at 645 pace when it was 93 degrees outside. Oh gosh. And I hope nobody ever gets to this point because it was genuinely terrifying. But I got to a point where I started to read road signs so that I made sure my eyes were still working. Jesus. Like I would go by a road sign and I knew the road name because I run on routes like obviously, you know, you know the roads that you run on. Yeah. Okay, that does say hook. Like I know what road I'm on. I know where I am. And I'd be constantly drawing the map back so that I knew how to get home. That's Uh, terrifying. It was actually awful. You know when you like look at a light and you close your eyes and you see the bright lights kind of flashing around? Yep. My eyes were doing that, but my eyes were open is the thing. Oh God! So I was I was a little concerned. Were you like dehydrated or something? Unbelievably so. I don't think you can ever hydrate yourself enough for a ninety-three degree weather run. But at the same time, I did not drink enough water throughout the day. Yes. Um, I got back and I was dripping in sweat. I sat down and I ate a little piece of food, a little bit because my dinner was done when I got home. So I ate a little bit of food. I wouldn't even be hungry after something like that. I just, I wasn't hungry, but I knew I needed to get something in me. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just try and eat this. I ate rice and a little bit of steak. And then I drank. (laughs) I got up from dinner. I ate like a little bit of rice. I was like, no, my mouth is too dry. So I turned the kitchen faucet on and I just let water run into my mouth and I drank it for, I shit you not, like (laughs) two minutes straight. I just kept letting it run in there. I was like, did you get that like heavy belly feeling? 100%. I was like, I just feel nasty right now. Yep. Um, so that was one of the worst runs of the week, but also fun, fun to look back on. Glad I survived. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story to tell. I'll say. Like, hey, never, this one ever, time I almost passed out on a run. Never going to do that again. <laughs> uh, so I've been kind of smarter this morning. I ran at about 10 a.m. Um, so that was better. But I had the luxury of being off so I could run when I wanted. But yep. I almost got yelled at by some construction workers. For that what? Was fun. There's the park Going through their zone. Yeah, the park where I run to sometimes has like a a loop. It's like mm-hmm. probably I don't know one and a half miles long maybe, um, and back half of it is being completely like redone, repaved, re everything. They're adding a new road in. Um, like it used to like the parking lot that you drive into extended like. You pull in and it's a mini road that goes to like four or five different parking lots with different fields and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're extending it and connecting it back out to another main road. So there's going to be okay. two entrances now and you can kind of drive through it. So they're making a whole road and I like to run on it. Normally there's nobody there. 
well, mm-hmm. there was somebody there at this time. And he like started to look at me and tilted his head. And I could tell this was not going to go well. <laughs> so he started walking towards me. I'm like, dog, you're not going to catch me. I'll politely leave. But I'm like, I'm yeah, not going to What if he would have taken off after you full sprint? I would have 100% <laughs> dropped him. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and get, like, talk to you. Like, don't you know better? Like, yes, I do. However, I don't care. So here I am. But I'm like, I'm not going to stick around and wait for you to come yell at me. I'm just going to leave. So I kind of awkwardly skedaddled on out of there. That would have been a very awkward interaction. Right. That's why I was like, you just you just have to like give me a little wave and I'll be on my way, homie. Yep. Yep. Like I understand I'm not supposed to be here and I did jump over a road close sign to get into here, but <laughs> however, I will leave politely and without question. See, I feel like I've had those interactions at um uh, Soterra State Park, my main running place. Because really? they've been fixing a bridge that's been out for I don't know, as long as I can remember. They're making it into like an actual bridge that people can drive on to get back to a different road. Oh. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's not it's easy. very much needed. But I feel like for a while they didn't want people to go past their zone on the trail. Because uh, on my one run, I had to like squeeze literal sideways between their trucks because they like parked them that close. Oh. And like they were all working, but they didn't say anything. They all looked at me. I just... Excuse me, guys. Just gotta, yep. gotta get yeah, on just in Just trying here. to get some exercise in. Because, like, if I don't get past that part, it's only probably a mile and a half past where I parked my car. So it's okay. not really going to do me so good to just turn around. I kind of I have to get past that part. But now they're sort of back in a little bit that they... Because they had barriers, but I didn't read the signs to know if it was open or closed. Because, I mean, I didn't really want to take the time to do that. I just wanted to run but they have those barriers moved to the side now. So now it is open. So now you just get to blow by. Yeah, exactly. Now we're we're good friends. (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Hey, remember me? That's funny. Yeah. I always love, like, some people are always, like, there's when there's nobody there and I jump over those signs, there's always some person that gives me a weird look. I'm like, listen, nobody's here, and I'm not going to go hurting anything. I, I really just need a place to run. Yeah, you know, like there are far worse things I could be doing. I'm just running. Like I'm not I'm not graffitiing anything up. I'm not destroying anything. I'm not sabotaging anything. I'm just running. Just let yep. me go for a run. <laughs> You're gonna get footprints in their freshly paved pavement. Exactly. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing. Have you ever seen the office where they put the put the saran wrap over his face and they put his face in the concrete? I've seen the office, but I don't remember that. Oh, well, maybe my roommate just watches it a lot. I'm assuming that was like right outside their office, though. On the side, yeah, they got like a new sidewalk tile, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was fresh concrete. And Michael walks in and he was like, "I'm so excited! There's fresh concrete outside." And you see fresh concrete, you don't or wet concrete, you don't know what to do. And everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I'm gonna put my hand in it." And then Jim convinced him to put his face in it. And so he like puts the ceram wrap but it falls off and it was a hole i feel like i slightly remember that but it was really funny because it didn't look anything like his face it's just this hole in the sidewalk yep. and so he goes, <laughs> people are going to walk by and think that's michael scott just <laughs> a giant hole in the sidewalk but uh, i feel like you can't do that with like the stone that they pave roads with because they the they run one of those like, like heavy rollers over. yeah so i feel like Anyone steps one is not going to do anything at all. I feel like that asphalt too is like dummy hot when they put it down. 
like yeah. it's wet. Like you see it's like smoking. It's, yeah, it's super hot. So I don't I don't ever mess with that. That looks. Did very you ever efficient. run on it when it was like freshly done, like not done like half hour, but done like earlier that day or something like that? I've run on pavement or asphalt. That was they recently. I live on a main road, and they recently repaved the whole road. Mm-hmm. And so, if I wanted to turn left or right out of my driveway, there was a point where I couldn't get out of my driveway because there was no road. Okay. Um, so they went by quick. They're actually very efficient with it. It was one of the most efficient because it's probably a four-mile strip of road, five-mile strip of road that they mm-hmm. got done in two weeks, probably. Um, oh wow! So they were Jeez. very efficient with it. But I have run on like very fresh asphalt like they did it in essentially sections where they would do like the left side then the right side then move up left side right side move up left side right side okay. move up um so that way they only blocked one lane at a time and it's it's sticky isn't it yes. like your shoes stick to it yes. i feel like that's an added yes. workout in itself you just gotta uh, uh, it's like you're yeah. sinking in yeah 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 because at my school we have a mulch trail and they started paving that a couple years ago and I ran on it like right after it was done. And I left like dirt footprints on it, which obviously oh. washed off and everything. But like right, it was right, just right. funny because it was just nice, sleek, black, brand new pavement. Nice. Yeah. But it, it was so sticky and I was going up a hill. I was like, this is an interesting way of having a workout. Like it's yes. just that added um, resistance. It's weird. It's a feeling that you don't feel very often. Yeah. But. It's like multiple pieces of gum or on the bottom of every shoe not coming off. I have never stepped in gum on a run. Ever. Wow. You never like stepped in your own gum or you were chewing gum? You spit I don't it out chew gum. accidentally stepped in it? I don't chew gum. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like ever? You don't ever chew gum? Nope. I don't chew gum. I don't drink soda. Wow. Wait, what? I, I mean, I understand the soda, but what, what do you have against gum? I don't know because I chew my fingernails really bad. So it's not like <laughs> the thing being in my mouth that concerns mm-hmm. me because I chew, like I'll chew my fingernail off and then like I'll keep it in my mouth and I'll chew on it. Um, it's just, it feels weird. It feels Cause like you're chewing, but you're not swallowing anything. Right. You're just sitting there with this, like, I'm going to use this horrible adjective, but this gummy feeling thing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like soft and then it touches your cheek and you feel the different impressions from where your tooth hit. And it's like bumpy and rigidy. This it is just, interesting. It bothers me. I don't like I've it. I've never heard that take on gum before. It is one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. I put it in my mouth. I was like, I just don't like this feeling at all. Interesting. I never heard someone that no. like doesn't like gum. Nope. People like always ask reason. me, like, if you have a piece of gum, I'm like, no, I don't. And like, you're lying. I'm like, no, I genuinely just don't carry gum because I don't chew it. I don't have Jeez. it in my car. I don't have it in my backpack. I don't have it in my room. But Do you eat mints, though? Because they don't have that, like, squishiness. You don't? No. Wow. What the heck? Never got into mints. All right. So, like, if, if, you, if you're out on a date and you, go, and you go somewhere to eat and you have, you know, something that, you know, doesn't smell too good. I'm screwed. Oh wow! Oh, garlic. Okay. Like if we go to, we never. Yeah. Our first date is never to an Italian place, or if it is, it's <laughs> like if we go to Olive Garden, soup, salad, and breadsticks. That's all I get. So I'm like I'm not putting no garlic in my mouth and then having that later. Nope. Jeez, what? Oh my! How would you even? I mean, I guess the only other thing other than mince and gum would be like breath spray or something. It can be like the classic movie, like. 
Yes, <laughs> pull it out of your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That that is interesting. I never. Oh my. It's weird. A lot of I people just learned a very valuable new thing. I don't know how valuable it is, but you can use it as, new thing. as blackmail maybe one day. Yeah, I'll, I'll use leverage. I'll tell on people you. that you do, you <laughs> don't like to chew gum. Yeah, you know this. You know this Noah Griffin guy. He doesn't chew gum. And Nobody will like eating more. Yeah, they'll like, just call me Stinky what? Breath. <laughs> I'm gonna give Andy a new nickname to call me Stinky Breath. And that's never going to go away. And everybody's going to ask that. And they're going to say, why do they should call you stinky breath? And everybody's going to think I have stinky breath, even though I brush <laughs> quite frequently. You floss, though. Because apparently that's like a big, I a big don't, factor. In and breath. I should. Ooh. But I'll tell you why. is because I have a permanent set of bottom, bottom retainers in here. Okay. Uh, so it's a metal bar that's glued to the backside of my teeth. Uh-huh. And so to get it underneath, you have to essentially, it's like threading a needle because you have to go in between my teeth and then pull it and then did it. And I'm terrified that I'm going to rip that bar out. So I just don't. Gotcha. Have Which you is, ever heard of plackers? No, what are those? I'm, I'm about to blow your mind. Hold okay. On, let me, let me get one real quick. Okay. It's, I'm a, ready. it's like floss, but not like, you don't have to wrap it around your fingers and do it like a dentist does. Just Okay. Okay. Watch me. I'll give, I'll give some entertainment. Um, so, wow, guys, a month. That's crazy. While Jordan's gone, I'll talk about this. It's really blown my mind that it's been a month already. Like, oh, he's back. I got already. my best placard for you. That was quick. Yeah, I have them right by my bedside. Dude, you know, oh. you never like, I don't know, eat something a- in bed and you're like, man, I need to floss. <laughs> no, I get up and brush my teeth. And then once I brush my teeth, I'm just done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have a... They have a a little toothpick end yeah and then mm-hmm. they have the floss now wouldn't like that something like that be a lot easier for you it would work yes just on a couple of my teeth it comes up really high so i wouldn't be able to get deep in but i could use a toothpick to get like below so theoretically yeah. yes okay just trying to solve your problems for you i had a you whole know? speech planned while you were gone and then you came back so quickly right do your speech i want to hear your monologue I was just going to say thanks, thanks for, for supporting us through a month. I was going to say, I, I never really like thought that I would be here. Like I've, I've thought about doing a podcast before and um, I didn't really know who I wanted to do it with, but then I was like, all right, let me sit down and really go through my options. And your name, I think came up like third on the list. And I was like, done, done deal. Third. Like, the first, <laughs> that sounds awful. Like, like I was thinking and I went through and I was like, who's the first person I think of? And I was like, well, Damien, Damien's my roommate. And I was like, he wouldn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, second. And I was like, okay, keep going. And then Jordan came up and I was like, Jordan would love to do it because Jordan already has his own YouTube channel. Jordan and I love talking. We can talk about running for hours. Mm-hmm. Done deal. So it wasn't that it wasn't that I thought of you third. Your name just came up third <laughs> on my list. But and hey, was, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, here me. we are. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And hey, you here chose we are. me just Epis- as well. Episode you four. You could have yeah, said I did. Yeah, I could have rejected you hardcore. You really could. Like, I would have cried. Like my crush did in elementary school about 10 times. Damn! Wow. <laughs> that got deep. Yeah, it um, did. Real quick. Real deep, real quick. We'll be saying the same thing on episode 400. Don't worry. 400. Oh, we're getting there. Well, flashback we'll get there. to when I was your third pick. Third round draft, Tom Brady style coming in hard. We're going to be like... <laughs> Jordan's just gonna be like, hey, you remember when you said you were my third choice? I'm like, oh, so <laughs> I 
I didn't now, mean it like now that. Now I have two two elements of leverage. I did. I think I thought of Damien and then No Baxter. I was like, well, No Baxter's leaving, so I was like, there's no point in doing a podcast with him because it would have to be remote the whole time. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Jordan, don't no, do have it. him have him no drive question. in every single time. Well, since every he's week. not going back to work until January, I'm oh, anyway, yeah, he's I'm gonna try and gonna try and get him on a guest guest star. He has to be. We'll see. We got big for, plans. For how many times we've talked about stories with him in them. He does. He does have he to, be to be here. That'll be a fun day because he tells funny stories. Absolutely. <laughs> but oh. He's got a lot of knowledge, too. He He's does. He's a very wise man. Yeah. Can you believe it's already been a half an hour? Uh, I cannot, actually. That's ridiculous. I thought it was like 15 minutes or so. It was ridiculous. Um, real quick, real quick. Yeah, I know we both have like a background, no matter what the extent. But we both have like a background in math, so you know yeah. when 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 you're on a stretch of road, and there's you, there's the lane going whatever direction, and there's the lane going the other direction. Right. Say that road is a mile long. Okay. And the speed limit of cars is like. 45 miles an hour so everyone's going to do 50 on it okay and you're running at about eight miles an hour right what are the odds i don't that know all three events happen know. at the same exact you time collide at the same point yes now I we, we don't have to thing. do the exact on this but i'm pretty sure i can tell you it's, it's very low it's, it's dummy literal low. next to nothing it happens at least three to four times every yes. run and every the people don't slow run. down that's my biggest no. pet peeve if you see a runner public service announcement right now pause the podcast if you see a runner on the side of the road and you are coming head on towards them and there's another car coming under the lane i'm not saying you got to stop i would greatly appreciate it if you did slow down if there's no car I'm in the frightful. oncoming lane if there's no car at all you can't see a single car get over I will mm-hmm. turn around and I will throw my arms up. Like, I will make sure if you do not get over and you blow my by me going 50, I will look. If there's a car, I'll understand why you didn't get over, but I won't understand why you didn't slow down. Slow down. Yep. Yep. Like, that, that terrifies me. That is one of mm-hmm. my biggest fears when I go out for a run. It's like, man, if somebody doesn't like move over, like the road that I run on, I told you I run on a main road, has about that much shoulder. I'm holding my hands probably six inches apart right now. No shoulder. I don't care if you go by me going like 25 and you don't get over. That's fine. If you stop, I'll give you a big old wave. People that move over, <laughs> I'll give them like a little, hey, thanks for moving over. Mm-hmm. People that slow down to like 25, I'll throw my hand up. If you stop, I thank you so much. You're amazing. You are my favorite yep. person. Yep. Like just a little public service announcement. Keep that in mind. I'm not saying you got to like put yourself at risk and, you know, lane hop while a semi is coming head up. Yeah, don't, don't swerve. Right. Like, it can be a nice controlled movement. I'm not saying you got to be all the way on the other side. You can kind of go to the middle of the road. We can figure it out. We can work on it together. But please, just do something to help me out here because it is one of the scariest things. Yeah, absolutely. I can agree 100%. I run on one of my loops, goes on a highway. Ooh. It's not like... I... I guess it's a four-lane highway. That's but terrifying. it's not like fast traffic, but right, speed right. limit on it's 50 at the end that I'm on. It's not like 65 or anything. That's but so there's bad. times where it's two lanes each way. And there would be a lane 
next to the white, like next to the edge, and that's the only car on the road. And oh, they don't and move they just at don't all. Move them. That yeah. would make me angry. Yeah, because you even have another lane to go to. Exactly. And then I have to like move even closer to the guardrail. Right. You're already. I, I do have like a foot or two on the side of a highway right, to like right. wiggle, but still. You, know, you shouldn't have to when there's a, you know a whole nother lane. You exactly. would think exactly. If you're not one of those people that doesn't like try to do something, just just think about it. Just, yeah. Not saying you're a horrible person, <laughs> but just think about it. Just give it a little bit of a thought. Yeah, just give, be like, yeah, hey, give, should think I do about this? us. Yeah. But I'd I'd rather have a stranger pass me than a friend. Have you ever had a friend pass you and they honked their horn and it you jump out of your skin? It terrifies me when people honk their horns i'm sure everybody's just trying to be nice and be like hey shut up (laughs) oh my gosh throw me a big old wave roll your window down throw your hand out and i'll look at you because i see everybody's face i have plenty of time to like look at your face and recognize who you are if Mm -hmm. you do it early enough but like when you honk it is because i have music in like there's stuff going on in my head that i'm saying like there's a million things happening all around me and then i just hear this and i'm like what just happened Yep. It is the scariest, especially if the car's behind you. Oof, yep. That one I don't like. Yep. Like sometimes you don't even hear the car and it's just a horn coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. My friend did that to me, me about two weeks ago. I would have jumped in front of their car. <laughs> Jeez. <That> terrifies me. <laughs> I want, my goal is to get like a semi to pass me and I just do like the little er, er thing and they just blare. I, I'd be, be okay so with that loud. one. That one I'd you're be expect, okay with. You're expecting that one though. Right, right. Like you're bracing yourself. Right. But yeah, th- but you know those times where like when you get spooked and time seems to slow down. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool feeling when you're like mid stride and mid air, mm-hmm. and they honk and you feel like you're floating. Yes, because you, you that's, just stop that's the only for method. a second. Your body yeah. freezes and you're like, "What just happened? I need to process this information." And it happens. Yeah. In it's like, a it's like in Scooby Doo or like an old cartoon where they fall yes. and they like look down and they're just floating. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's it feels exactly like. what it is. Don't ever try it. It's not fun. I don't recommend it. No, it's no, cool. Don't, but scary. don't tell someone you're row and have them, hey, surprise me, honk your horn. It's not worth it. Find out. Not at all. <laughs> um, all right. You want to get into the meat and potatoes of today? Ooh, the meat and potatoes. My roommate's allergic to potatoes. It's a that? strange thing to be allergic to. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone being allergic really? to potatoes. I think I think I heard of like three people total. Oh, well, that's awkward. Yeah, you know how like Mets always has French fries, mashed yeah, potatoes, something like every day. I starch every day. Yep. Any anytime I eat with them, I'm like, hey, you uh. You so he's never had French fries. Well, he he's had them, but like, that's that's so. I don't sad. know exactly what happens. I don't. I don't think he like dies. You know, yeah, he, I don't think his like throat expands fifty times its normal size. I think okay. he just gets sick. And he hasn't like tried it in a very long time, so he doesn't even know if he's still allergic. But I'm not going to test, test anything. With I was going to say I wouldn't want to test yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just a thing where anytime I eat with him, I'm like, "Hey, you uh, you, you want, want this potato?" Potatoes? Yeah, <laughs> silly boy. <laughs> um, no, but today we're going to talk about a little bit. We touched a little bit about it, I think, in our first episode um, about our spring season. Um, so. We figured with, you know, schools kind of deciding what they're going to do in terms of opening up, um, we would kind of open up ourselves about spring because um, that was, I think you and I can both agree, that was probably one of the biggest setbacks that we've ever had 
Yeah, um, definitely. And we feel like everybody goes through setbacks. Everybody has some kind of setback at least once in their life. Um, 95% of the time, 99% of the time, it's more than one setback. Like there are constantly setbacks that you have, um, whether it be athletics or work or school or family or friends, whatever, like you're constantly experiencing setbacks. Um, so we kind of wanted to talk about some of our biggest setbacks uh, and kind of how we moved past them. And hopefully that helps you going forward. If you ever have any setbacks, um, you can kind of think back to uh, what we're about to say. This is by all means, not easy. Um, this was when this happened, it was very emotional time. Um, losing a season is not uh, something that you can ever really brace yourself for. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, especially when you've had, you know, the year up leading up to that point, like just building and getting better and constantly seeing yourself improve to, you know, just getting hit with this huge piece of information. It is by all means not easy. So, uh, bear with us as we, you know, kind of try to put our thoughts into words here. But um, what kind of went through your head that day? Do you remember it at all? Or? Uh, I, slightly, yeah. I remember, you know, going out as a team, being coach telling us, you know, like season's been called the Mac, posting on Instagram and social media that, you know, we we're not going to be competing. And for me, the spring was supposed to be like a redemption season. Because, you know, like my fall was successful and then the indoor was like rough, bumpy. I missed qualifying right. by very little multiple right. times. And so the fall, the spring was supposed to be like, all right, 10K, first attempts at it, qualify for max, see how I can do. And like half experimental, half redemption. And so that was like very motivating to like going into a season to train for that and being like, all right, let's see what I can do. Another fresh race, like, Indoor, I've raced a 5K before. Not Obviously not on an indoor track, but like mm-hmm. the event length. Like I've raced 5K, I've raced a two mile, I've raced a mile, right, right. everything like that. 10K felt like new ground, like an 8K in cross country was. And I was right. like, I don't have any pre-existing PRs that I need to break or I like will right, get discouraged no if I don't meet. Like whatever I set that first meet as is where I'm at. I just go from there. Like there's no mm-hmm. like thing that I have to do and we'll get discouraged by. So it was just this new training ground. And then to have that taken away, it was like, Ugh. and then to have to wait like a year to even right. race the 10 K. Cause now I'm, I'm going to be a sophomore racing my first ever 10 K. Right. Which I feel like is a setback going against people who, even though they didn't have that season, they've had a 10k under their belt before like they know oh yeah, yeah. like how to race it stuff yeah like that. exactly yep. so now yeah, that's i'm half the game knowing how yep. to face it and stuff like that yep. and so now i'm going to be in the same boat as next year's freshman going right. into a 10k race like not having a clue how to face for it you have like, the one thing i it. i have noticed is you have very good race iq so while it might take you you know two 10ks to get it down i feel like by the time max rolls around you'll know the ins and outs of the 10k very well because you kind of pick mm-hmm. up on things i've seen you race like i watch how you race miles and uh 5ks and you can pick apart a race and really read it very well mm-hmm. um, my, my coach in high school told me that she, she told me pacing 
is probably my strongest attribute mm-hmm. of my whole running thing. Because really? like if a race goes out fast, but I know I'm not one to like go out fast, I won't go out fast. But if a race goes out like too slow, like right. I won't be afraid to go to out there out. for it. That's like smart. I that's like that's something that's very gifted. Yeah, like sticking true to that pace where I know I can perform well at. Right. And she said that was one of my strongest things. And I I tried to keep that through the fall and through the mm-hmm. through the winter, but obviously didn't have a shot to yeah. experiment with a new a new thing. Right. Which right. I think I would have only raced it what, twice? You we raced it to qualify and then you would have raced it to qualify. You would have you might have done another one. Um sometimes he has 10k runners do another one sometimes he has them drop to a 5k and then do a 3k um which an outdoor 3k just plain is very rare there's only one meet that we go to that does that so mm. sometimes that's how he sets it up it all depends on what he wants you to do but yeah okay but yeah yeah, yeah you would have had at least the qualifier and then the the mag race but yeah whereas now i i don't know i mean i guess i could have like you you ran a 10k time trial that was awful. Which obviously, like going by yourself, is a lot different. It's than, the most painful thing I've ever yeah. done in my entire yeah. life. <laughs> but you, you kept going. You pushed yourself through it. Yes, sir. Six, mi- six miles. Five k. Was it I on the track? Genuinely wanted to stop. Yeah, it was. Wow. So by yourself, well, with your mom biking next to you, mm-hmm. but running by yourself. Yeah. On the track yeah. for that long, mm-hmm. and yeah. still being able to. What what was your pace? Uh, it was I think I ran a thirty. For those that don't know, a ten k is six point two miles. It's twenty five laps around an outdoor track. Um, so I ran a thirty five. Uh, I don't know thirty something. So coach See, I, feel, said, I feel like that's good. Coach Max qualifiers last year was thirty five fifty three. So I would have qualified for Max. Oh wow. Coach said, if I was with people, I probably would have run like a 34 mid to high, which I was happy with, you know, considering I've never run a 10K before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that race is not for me. Not at all. Do you feel like you were in really good shape in the spring or do you feel like you were in better shape in the fall or winter? Um, I feel like I was in better shape in the winter strictly because I was sharper mentally. Yeah. So I feel like I was stronger physically in the spring because obviously, you know, I had those months to train, mm-hmm. but mentally I was so worn down and dull that I just wasn't in it. Um, yep. And as I've said a hundred times before, and I'll continue to say it, running is just as much physical as it is mental. Absolutely. Um, so I think that attributed to it just the fact that I hadn't raced in so like I'm one of the people that needs to race. Like I run to race. Yep. Um, so because I hadn't raced in so long, I just felt so just drained and mentally depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, but physically I felt great. Like I told coach, it was like, if I was with people, I genuinely feel like I could have set the school record in the three K. If Ooh. we had like a time trial actually set up, I had a nice track. Um, I genuinely feel like I was fit enough to do that. Dang. I felt insanely strong, but mentally. How how close were you to that in the winter? I ran a nine of one, I think. Score record's eight forty eight. So I want to get eight forty five next year. Ooh. That's my goal. You you can do that. You're you're training hard already. 
last year. What was your mileage this week, by the way? 80. 80. Are you hitting it? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes, sir. Nice. That's what I like to hear. And I hit 80. Um, and I'm going to bop a dummy long, long run tomorrow just so I get to get used to kind of hitting up those upper long runs. But I'm going somewhere that's ridiculously flat, and I'm going to have a bike with me, like a person on a bike, um, so that if something goes wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's gotcha. like a, it's like a test long run, so it's like there's zero elevation gain. Um, wow. I'm just going to do an out and back, uh, just seven and a half out, seven and a half back. See what happens. Is that 15? Mm-hmm. Can't do math. Quick math. That's all right. That's wow. right. That's long. Miles. Yeah, that's because once I get up to 100, I want to do a 16 mile long run. So this is just a little taste. 16. More than a taste. This is like half the plate, but still. That's over a half marathon. Well, yeah, that's well over a half marathon. Two yes, miles sir. over. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about racing? one of those things like half marathon half marathon oh i want when i graduate i want to race one marathon to qualify for boston one marathon to run boston and then i'm done running marathons that's (laughs) you don't know that tapping you don't know you might like it i might fall in love with it Mm -hmm. like i said the key thing really isn't my style but i will say freshman year i had it was a thursday and i had a long run that i did for no reason i had to work actually and i cut myself very close to running late um but I ran a 13.1 mile long run at 6:30 pace. Jeez. And there was 800 feet of elevation gain. Wow. So Crazy. I was like, I was like, this was a distance run. Like it felt like, you know, probably eight effort, but I was like, I feel like I could genuinely do one of these if I trained for it at six flat pace, which would put me, I mean, while it's still, you know, a lot that's, you know, I feel like I could, do pretty well in that like i feel like i could get down if i genuinely like sat down and trained for half marathons yeah. i feel like an I 800 feet point. elevation that's right that's a decent right amount so i was like i feel like i could get to a point where i could probably be doing them at 5 30 pace and mm-hmm. that's 13 minutes slower than world record pace so i'm like that's that's wow. towards the elite level of yeah competitions definitely. So I think I found I think you found your uh, your future calling. That might that might be what it is. I've also said family five Ks is something that I want to <laughs> go and rip up. Um, we're gonna make those competitive again. I'm gonna get oh, yeah. two or three guys to just rip a family five K. Like Turkey Trot, we're making that thing competitive. Oh yeah. Um, I like the sounds of that. But <laughs> but uh but yeah, eighty this week, slowly building up to a hundred over the course of June. I like it. Awesome. Incredible. Yes, sir. That's actually impressive. Because I'm like, I'm at 60 this week, and I'm on course to hit 60. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty ahead. Because I, I don't do all of mine on a watch, but I keep them in my head. Right. So, like, what my app says is, like, I don't know, not even close. Because when I do an out and back, and it's hot, I don't want to wear a watch because no, hundred percent. I, I don't want to get the watch tan. Like I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. I kind of low so, key. I kind of low key dig the watch tan. Do but you? I also don't wear a watch when I run in the summer, so I don't really yeah. get one. Yeah, I like exactly. my short shorts tan. That's my favorite tan. Oh, I, I love it. I, like I love my it. Eyes to be tan all, yes. all the way up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is your swimsuit short? Like show, show a bit of leg. 
Yeah, they come up to one I have comes like halfway down my quad. It's probably a like a five or a seven inch inseam. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, you, like, you need some tan thighs for the that. Tan, and then you see the little bit of muscle. Oh yeah, yeah, right. I love it. Yep. Yeah. So we we want all a bit of attention there. How was uh? What was your well, initial right. reaction we and everything about, like, to emotional and sad things? Yeah, exactly. And then we went oh, tanness. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was in big time denial about it. Um, I talked to coach after spring break and kind of said, hey, like, I'm ready to step my game up, like, to the next level. Like, I remember telling him that I was kind of above average in high school. Like, I was very blessed with what I was able to do. Um, but my coach wasn't a full-time coach. And so I, you know resent nothing towards him um Mm -hmm. he did the absolute best he can but i was like i don't want to just be above average in college like if i'm going to commit myself to doing this i want to be great and you want your name in some books right that's what i I would literally and i was like in the most humble way possible i want to be remembered like i want Mm -hmm. you to think of me to be like oh i want recruits to meet this person and like because of how talented he was or how his, I should say, how his work ethic was. Because I think I've said before, I'm not talented. I've worked for what I have. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, I want to be remembered for how hard I worked and the achievements that I got because of that. So I sat him down and told him that. And he, you know, we came up with the plan of hitting 100 this summer and kind of carrying 90 through cross, depending on how I feel, uh, kind of going from there. And I remember a week later, I was back in his office talking about the fact that we weren't going to have a spring season. This is before it was official, but he said like, no, it's not going to happen. And hearing him say that was one of the most difficult things for me to process because I was like, how are you giving up already? Like you don't know yet. Yeah. He did. Like, if you look back on it, he knew everybody knew that it wasn't going to happen, but I was in denial because I wanted it to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so hearing him kind of be straight up and tell me the truth was one of the most difficult things for me to hear because I was so excited about, you know, steeplechase coming off of a successful 3 3K indoor, doing steeplechase, um, having an outdoor 5K um, max my for indoor my freshman year and outdoor my freshman year did not go the way I wanted them to. Um, my mm-hmm. 3K in indoor was good. But like three out of the four races that I ran for track, they didn't go the way I wanted them to. And so, you know, this year indoor, both of my races went exceptionally well. And so I was riding this super high that probably wouldn't have lasted all the way to max, but I would have remembered it at max. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I just think that would have been something like that was something that I was so excited to have. And that team that we had was one of the closest teams that I've ever been a part of. And I'm scared. I know we'll get it back 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that it's not, like, it's not in who we lost, but it's a a part of the team. Like, the way we act and our mentality with each other is, it's who we are. Um, So I know we'll get it back, but it scares me when you see something like that just go away so quickly yeah you know yeah 
Because so. it was in like the course of a week where it was like it was just we might go home. Maybe even less than Probably that. Where it was like home. we're going yeah. home. And then we just pack up and left. That we didn't come back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was it happened so quickly and it sounded so great for a second, like, oh sweet, we're gonna get to go home. Yeah. And then you realize, wait, that means I'm not gonna have a track season. Mm-hmm. And then you hear, well, some schools are letting athletes stay on campus. And you're like, oh, maybe I get to just train. And there's hope. Yeah. Right. Like, I'd, I'd be okay. I would genuinely, I think I, I'm honest when I say this, I'd be okay with not racing if we could have stayed on campus and trained together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then it was, no, everybody's going home. And that just mm-hmm. mentally, like I said, just took everything out of me. From that yeah. point on, I had mentally checked out. I was done. Uh, I still trained harder than I had any season. And that's my goal going forward with every season is to train harder than the season before. Mm-hmm. But mentally I was just like, this sucks. Like this is so hard to deal with. Yeah. And um, it's hard to train like for our spring. It's hard to train for something that's not necessarily there. Right. You're not, you're, you're essentially training because we couldn't start our base because it was too early. So you're yeah. training for who knows what. You're training just to get better, which is like, yes, that's the whole point of training, but you don't get to see the results. Yeah, it's it's in like a weird way. Right. It's a very weird way when you're used to – for people that don't race, you know, you probably are like, well, I train for nothing all the time. Um, but like, like I said, I run to race, and so mm-hmm. – my training is paid off when I run a good time or a better time, I should say. Um, or I have it, it is the best feeling in the world when you come across that finish line and you see your time and it's either like where you wanted it to be or it's even faster than where you wanted yeah. it to be. Oh my god, it's there's nothing the like best it. feeling in the when world when you see that clock counting down and you're like, Holy crap, I'm gonna do it! Yep, nothing it, like it. It feels incredible, yeah. So Setbacks are hard. Um, they're hard for everybody. They're hard for collegiate athletes. They're hard for professional athletes. They're hard for middle school athletes. And yep. all the all the Olympians this year, yeah, have their Olympics postponed a year. Yeah, it's like absolutely you, heartbreaking. Yeah, I feel like training for something like that, like every day leading up. Yeah, every yeah. day leading up to it, like specifically this many days out, you have to do this for right. to be completely primed for it. Right. And now just having to like adjust that has to be very difficult. Unbelievably difficult. I can't imagine it. Cause especially something like running, you have to plan that peak mm-hmm. so well. So now it's like, okay, what do you do? Yeah. Cause you're not going to be able to sustain that for, you know, 12 more months. So do you, you drop and then pick it back up and, Setbacks are hard, but the biggest thing that I learned and that I took away from this is like, you know, you can't control life, you know, like life's going to happen all around you, whether you want it to or not, things are going to happen. Something's going to change every moment. And I learned that like the only thing you can control in life is how you respond to life. Yep. And so I had two choices when I found out my season was ending. Do I just throw in the towel 
called like I'm not training for anything, so there's no point in training hard, or do I stay focused and keep training? I chose to keep training. I had a multitude of reasons for doing that. I had my team, I had myself, I had my family that I all want to make proud. But it would have been ridiculously easier for me to just throw in the towel. And Mm -hmm. so it's important to kind of look at how do you want to respond? Because people, especially when you're in a position of leadership, even if you don't know it, like if you're not labeled as a captain, but you're looked up to, um, or if you're not, you know, a leader in your work, but you're looked up to, people watch every move you make and every decision mm-hmm. you make. Uh, and I feel like that's the biggest thing that a lot of leaders don't realize is even when you're not like, you know, in the spotlight leading, you're always leading. It is constant. And yep. the people that are like you're advising are watching every single move you make they see everything you do and they emulate that so it's if you are faced with a setback they're going to look to you if they're faced with the same setback or not they're going to look to you to see how you react because then in the future if they get faced with that setback or in the present if they're facing that same setback such as you know our season getting canceled or maybe it's an injury and they want to see how you respond to it um that's a huge thing because people take it and they remember that and then they apply that. And so responding to life in a positive way is the best way to deal with those setbacks in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. It is not easy by any means. Like I said, it would have been so much easier for me to, to kind of throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. Um, but but I knew that people would be watching my training. People would be asking how my training went. Um, incoming freshmen, I feel like you're going to, yo, what did you guys do? Freshmen now watched how upperclassmen handled themselves. Sophomores watched how I watched how Noah handled himself. Damien watched how other people handled themselves. Like you watch how people carry themselves when they're faced with those decisions and you, you, you like recreate that. I feel like, cause you look up to them so much and mm-hmm. say, Oh, well, so-and-so did this. So I'm going to do this. And so that's where it's like, when you're faced with a setback, even though you think it only affects you or you may think it only affects you having a positive, you know, kind of reaction to that is so crucial. I feel like, Mm-hmm. Do you remember those early meetings we had with Coach? Like the first ones yeah. while we were home? Mm-hmm. You were very positive in all of them. Like just your outlook and like talking about how your week is going to go like with running and like how you were going to do your 10K time trial and then hearing the results of that. Like that was very motivating for me as a freshman and you as like an upperclassman to me. It was very motivating to hear that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And then, I mean, apart apart from my you know, ankle injury that happened. Right, which, right. By the way, that still, that still bothers me. Ice it. It's, it's ice not, and yeah, yeah. It's not like extreme, but I get like a decent bit into a run. And I'm like, yeah, that aches a little bit. But anyway. As long as yeah. it's not preventing you from walking. Exactly. That's, that's my outlook on things. That's the key thing. 
but but that's good. I'm glad that that's where that was something that I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so your your positive outlook on it and your reaction to it rubbed off, at least on me. I'm sure I'm sure it did on other people in that chat too, because there were like 11 people in there or something. There was a lot. Those were big chats. Yeah. But yeah, that's something like just little things like that where somebody asks how your week is and, you know, everybody's thinking the same thing. All this sucks, but you can kind of spin it to be like, no, this is good. I'm having fun. Even though I'm like, it's okay to admit that, you know, you miss everybody. I missed everybody like crazy, Mm -hmm. but my training was still going good. And I felt like the more that I shared how positive it was, the more other people would be like, well, I want it to go positive for me too. And like, if Noah's like training is going positive, then my training should be going positive. So, and it's the same thing. People see it and they apply it, you know? Yep. Absolutely. We're at an hour. Whoa. We are crazy. Time flies. Like five minutes ago, I said it was 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, these episodes go too fast. We might have to like up them to about, I don't know, like five hours. Five hour episode? <laughs> five hour special. All right. So for our uh, two month anniversary <laughs> special five hour episode coming out. Um, no, but that was a little bit of a hodgepodge. I feel like we jumped around a little bit, but it was a good jumping around. Yeah. That way it, it wasn't, was. It wasn't too emotional, too long. And people yeah. were just sitting there getting depressed. Listen, yeah. I was talking about, you know, our setbacks, but everybody has setbacks. You just got to respond to it in a positive way. You know that people look up to you even if you don't think they do. So other than that, you got anything else? I I do not. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, As I said before, we really appreciate it. We wouldn't be in this position if um, you guys didn't keep giving us positive feedback. So thank you so much for the support. It really does mean a lot. Um, Hope everybody had a great week and carries that into this upcoming week and less dry than ours hopefully we'll see yes more more excitement we will hope <laughs> uh keep an eye out on our instagram we might be throwing a uh q a up for Woo-hoo! next week's episode so this is coming out sunday the what eighth sunday the eighth this will be dropping um but then next week the 15th will be our q a episode if we get enough responses so if you've got a question for us throw it out on the um on our instagram we'll throw something up on our story that whole week so you can ask questions um it can be anonymous if you'd like it to just let us know or we can include your name whatever your preference is we can accommodate other than that have a great week everybody and we'll we'll see you back here next week goodbye goodbye